great to be home here in Palmer. I appreciate your hospitality, and I'm thankful for everything you guys have done for me and my family. And since it's the uh, month of Thanksgiving, I'd like to start this out by saying thank you. Thank you, Palmer Pentecostal Church. If it wasn't for you, I don't believe my boys would be alive. Because, I don't know if you remember, I'm sure you do, but you guys, you paid our way to go to Pennsylvania when we didn't believe anything other than just following God. You guys took up an offering and saved it, and the only surgeon in America that could take care of my son's heart was in Philadelphia. We didn't know that until he was two and a half days old, but it's because of people who pray, who follow God's will, who aren't afraid just to step out in faith. Thank you, Palmer, for taking care of us. Thank you so much. My family owes you. My family loves you. And and we are just so thankful. Praise God. Thank you for letting me do that. Amen. Aren't you thankful to be in the house of God on a Wednesday? Amen. I look forward to tonight, not because I was speaking, but just because I wanted to be in God's house with God's people and feel the strength that I feel in here right now. Amen. There ain't nothing like the strength you feel when you are together with God's people. There's nothing like it. If you think you can find this strength somewhere else, I challenge you to try, but you won't find it. This is where you'll find real strength, in the house of God with God's people. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Dad, for this opportunity. Thank you, Palmer. Let's get right into it, though. I've got a lengthy reading of Scripture, if you can bear with me. I promise not to be too long tonight, but open your Bibles with me to the third chapter of the book of Daniel. And we're going to read from verses 4 through verse 18. King James Version, Daniel 3, verse 4 says, Then an herald cried aloud, To you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king hath set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, the sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music, all the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. Wherefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews. They spake and said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man that shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worship, worshipeth that he should be cast in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews... Whom thou hast set over the fairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men. I just want to stop there for just a second and let you know. Someone's going to tell on you when you start doing the right thing. Someone's watching you. And they want you to fall. They want you to make mistakes. But they're not going to talk about their mistakes. They're going to talk about the good you do. So remember that when you have a crossroad you're coming to, choose left or choose right. If I choose right, it's going to go abroad. 
So when you're out there and you think that no one's watching and no one sees what you're doing, choose right next time and watch who says something. I challenge you to choose right. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and fury, commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. And he spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not you serve my gods, nor worship the image which I set up? Now, if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the, the sound of all these musical instruments, you fall down and you worship this image. But if you don't worship it, he said, you're going to be cast that hour into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And who is that God? Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful. To answer thee in this manner, if it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the image which you have set up. Pastor, would you pray? Praise God. Thank you for bearing with me for a lengthy read, but I promise it's going to play in tonight. And I pray that every soul in here tonight leaves changed. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated for a little while. And I'd like to speak to you on the topic of fireproof. Fireproof. Praise God. Amen. The fire that is burning within each and every one of us today and I wonder, as I'm going to get to a point tonight, I wonder if there is proof of that fire on the outside. The word in uh, fire in Merriam's Dictionary, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, is described in many ways such as the ph phenomenon and combustion manifested in light, flame, and heat. Fuel in a state of combustion. Passionately consumed. Brilliant luminosity, a consuming and destructive force to combustibles. Inspired or life-given, passionate and enthusiastic, beginning to operate and to dismiss from one's present position. All, you can search them out, all came from Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Fire has been and will always be the most destructive force on this planet. Had the Lord chose fire to wipe out the land in the days of Noah, Noah himself would not have been able to escape. Floods can be floated on, but fire cannot be combated unless it is a supernatural invasion and intervention. If you are a firefighter in the house today or you have any experience fighting fires, you would probably say that you can put fires out with water, Brother Brad, but not every fire can be extinguished with pure water. 
Try throwing water on a grease fire and see what happens. Try throwing water on an electrical fire and see what happens. You could say that they make chemicals to combat any type of fire out there. And there is an extent of that which I would agree with. But if man could extinguish all fire, man would not need God. Some fires, in fact, most fires, one of the greatest methods of fighting fires is to fight fire with fire. In order for fires not to spread to certain areas in wildfires, we know about them up here in Alaska, firefighters will step in and they'll light a blaze a certain area and burn away part of this woods and part of this area so that when the main out-of-control fire hits it, it has nothing to burn. It cannot spread any farther, farther because they removed the fire's fuel. And without a, a fire without fuel, it will burn out. Fighting fire with fire. John chapter 3 says that except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh and that which is born of spirit, they are two different things. That which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say... You must be born again. We live in a society that says, I was born this way. I'm going to remain this way. But I can tell you right now, Jesus said, if you may have been born that way, but I want you to be born again, praise God. I'm talking about a fire that you must let burn in your life. Praise God. Praise God. I tell you today, being reborn by water and by spirit it's the only way to combat the fire of the world. I'm not talking about fleshly water that you can drink that quenches the thirst. But I'm talking about water from a living well. When he said, if you drink of this living water, you shall never thirst again. It's that kind of water. It's that kind of spirit that combats the fires of this world. Praise God. Praise God. Man cannot combat. Man cannot extinguish the fires of this world on his own. We have tried time and time again. We have, we have prayed about it until we were blue in the face. But until we decided to let the fire burn within us, the fire on the outside was going to consume us every time. Praise God. You can try all day long to put fires out using traditional methods. Some may expire, but some may consume you and grow. It's going to take water and it's going to take spirit. And being reborn in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. It's that type of fire that will combat the fire. Fighting fire with fire, praise God. Is there proof of fire in your life today? Praise God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had an extinguisher in their life, and that was called faith in God. And no matter how hot the fire was turned up, and no matter how, how deep the fire went, and no matter what threats that the king threw at them, their faith in God was rooted deeper and stronger than their fear in man-made fire. The fire was man-made, but the solution was spirit-made. And the world despised the faith in these men. The world hated it, and the world hates the faith in you. The world hates the fire that burns in you. But let me tell you today, if there's ever a time when you need to stand up and worship God and stand against the worship of the world and stand against what the, what the society says we should stand for, it's today. It's an hour right now that we live in that we better be the church. We better be the backbone of this fire. Praise God.
These people hated the, the faith and the fire within Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was not, it was not just a disagreement. If it was a disagreement, they would have handled it between each other. But they despised it, and they went to the king, much like when they despised Daniel for praying, when the king said, don't pray unless you pray to me. They had somebody watching the people of God. An outright defiance to the laws of the king. A stance against society. There was a wildfire growing in the land, and it wasn't of natural occurrence. It was not spirit-made. It was a fire of rebellion and a fire of self-worship in the nation. And these young men took a stance against it. I said these young men took a stance against it. You may be the only one in your job site that believes in truth. You may be the only one in your neighborhood who believes in holiness, who believes in one God, who believes in baptism in Jesus' name, who believes in loving your neighbor. But stand for it. Stand for it, praise God. Morals, they were not something to live by back then. Or today. They ask a question this morning in the class I'm taking in Anchorage. Do you have an obligation to help people when you see someone hurting, legally and morally? And I said, morally, yes, but legally, no. And they said, right, but define morals. Your morals are different than my morals. Maybe I don't want to get involved, the teacher said. Maybe I just feel like I don't need to. And that's my morals because it's my right. We don't live right now by morals of the Bible. We live by morals in this world that says if I feel it's right, it's okay. That was a pleasing of the flesh moral that was, that was alive and well in those days, just like it is today. And when these three men stood in defiance to man's orders, they were actually bowing in submission to a spirit order. You see, what man calls righteous is just filthy rags to God. If I go around saying, look what I did, look how good I am, look what I stood for, look what I'm standing against, I'm holy, I'm righteous, I pay my tithe, I show up every single service, look at me, look at, you want a good example, look at me, that's filthy rags to God. That's disgusting to God. He loves humility. He loves loving your neighbor. He loves loving them when you're not looking for something in return. Praise God. These men had an obligation to the king. And it didn't matter what the king said to them. Sit down. Stand up when I tell you to. It didn't matter when the king Jesus said, don't you dare bow to that thing. They had an obligation to the king. Praise God. And they said, he can deliver us from your fire. But if he chooses not to, that's where it gets every one of us in the room right there. If he doesn't do it, I guess I'll go with the flow. We are all guilty of that. At work, at home, at school, with friends, with family. Family's the worst. We're the, we bow to family more than we do friends. Praise God. But these three Hebrew boys said, we're not abandoning ship now. They're already looking at us. It's too late. And if he chooses to let us be consumed by your fire, so be it. Because the fire within us is stronger than the fire without us. 
I said if the fire is in you, it's stronger than the fire that's without you. You're going to walk out of that fire every single time. You better have a fire burning inside of your heart that is stronger than what the world is accusing you of, that is stronger than what the world is throwing at you. Have a fire in you. Have a proof of fire in your life. My boys are sick, but he's a healer. My marriage is falling apart. He's my restoration. My boss just let me go. He shall supply all my needs. The bank is foreclosing on my home. He's the shield. He's the buckler, the horn of my salvation. Oh, my car was repossessed. Oh, he's going to make a way where there's no other way. Praise God. The doctor just told me it's cancer. I don't know what to do. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. We better have a fire, friend. That's burning so strong on the inside that it is not I said that it is not overlooked by the world praise God You've got to be able to say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is burning on the inside than what you're threatening with me with on the outside. Oh, I know, I know what you did, preacher. I know what you did, brother. I know what you did, sister. Praise God. So does he. And he's a merciful God. He loves me. He loves you. Let that fire burn in your life. Praise God. Is there proof of fire in your life today? I'm talking about fireproof. I'm talking about being fireproof. Having proof of the Holy Ghost burning inside of your life. A fire that burns out dross. A fire that consumes any level of sin. A fire that consumes guilt. A fire that consumes peer pressure. A fire that can extinguish any fire. A fire that fights the fires of this world. Somebody shout fire in the house today. Fire. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's the Holy Ghost and fire, and it's keeping me alive. The prophet Jeremiah said, it's like a fire that's shut up in my bones. I don't know. I wonder if there's a couple people in the house tonight on a Wednesday night in Palmer, Alaska. It may be cold on the outside, but it's burning on the inside. I've got a God who can answer. I've got a God who can deliver. I've got a God who can restore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The Bible said that in him dwelled the fullness of the Godhead bodily. We serve a God that consumes by fire. We serve a God that, yes, he could have done it from his throne. He could have done it looking on and said, right there, fix that. Right there, consume that. But God cared enough to send Jesus. God cared enough to robe himself in flesh and come and dwell among you and be separate from every sin in the world. That's because if he could do it, you can do it. Oh, I'm not Jesus. You're right. But he was 100% flesh and you're flesh and I'm flesh. I can tell you there's a fire in this building right now. You may not want to show it. You may not want to expose it. But God's about to expose your fire. God's about to force you into a corner and make you burn bright. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We've gone too long. I said we've gone too long 
living a Christian life and blending in in a society. You've been called to burn a light that's brighter than anything in this world. I've been called to burn a fire that's brighter than any fire in the world. But if I continue to blend in when I leave the church house, if I continue to blend in when I go home on a Sunday night or on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday after prayer, if I leave my prayer at the altar, if I leave my Christian walk on my pew, I am nothing but a tinkling brass and a sounding cymbal. He said, burn, burn, burn for me, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. The fire of the Holy Ghost began a mission on this earth with both barrels burning down every continent set on setting free the captive souls that sin had sank its nasty teeth into since the beginning of time. And like he said in the New Testament, such were some of you. And such were some of you. And such were some of me. But I can tell you right now, the fire that burns out the worldly fire is strong enough to deliver you. It's strong enough to deliver you. It's strong enough to deliver you, praise God. The ultimate fire, the one and only, the fire that fights all fires and wins. I'm talking about the fire that can set you free. I'm talking about the fire that can leave you changed at an apostolic altar. I'm talking about the fire that can and make you go home a different husband, a different wife, a different daughter, a different son. Praise God. Is there proof of fire in your life today? I'm not who I once was. You're not who you once were. But can we see the proof? Praise God. Praise God. Sin wanted to take you out. But the Holy Ghost left you in a little longer in the game. Because God said, I'm not done with you yet. When the world thought it had you down for the count, God said, one more time, there's a fight left in you. One more time, there's a spark burning on the inside. Hallelujah. Praise God. The world promises a good time, but it delivers you a mess every time. But God, I said but God will take that mess every time. I said you haven't seen nothing yet. What the world meant for evil in your life, God is turning around. God is restoring. God is going to change things for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You think God did all that not to get the glory? He's going to get the glory. And that means delivering someone who's undeliverable. That means restoring somebody who we've already turned away. That means restoring somebody who we can't see the hope within them. Because God is not us. God is not man that he is mocked. Praise God. If he wants to do it, he's going to do it. Step out of the way and let God restore your brother. Step out of the way and let God restore the sister. Praise God. The only way you're going to have a testimony in your life is if you're allowing God to test you and, and, and put your faith on the line. The only way you're going to be a living message when you walk into work, when everybody thought you were that sinner, you were that one. I remember when you cussed at me. I remember when you talked about me. I remember when you stole from me. The only way you're going to have a message walking into that environment is if you let God mess up your life a little bit. Praise God. Praise God. It's fire, and it's burning within me. 
It's fire, and it's burning within you, Brother Flail. It's fire, and it's burning within you, Brother Manny. It's fire. We've got to let it burn. We can't control the fire of the Holy Ghost. If you can control it, it's not the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has, a, has an agenda in your life. He wants to turn your sorrow into joy. He wants to turn your mourning into gladness. Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. You may have fallen, but he is your saving grace today. You may have been burned by the church even. Oh, but he's here to restore you. You may have been used, abused, mishandled. But let me tell you about a Savior who wants the light. What's to rekindle a fire, a relationship in your life. Praise God. Praise God. I know for a fact that I'm not the only one in this building who the devil has convinced at some point in time in my life that it was over. That I had no hope. That I was going to go to hell because that's just who what was going to happen. You've done too much, brother. You've done too much, sister. I know for a fact I'm not the only one who's heard that voice. But I can tell you right now, Jesus loves you. Oh, that's so cliche. It's not cliche. It's Bible. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you enough to burn on the inside of your stinking, rotten flesh. He loves you enough to fill you with his spirit. He says one more time, one more time, one more time. I'm standing at the mill. Praise God. Shadrach, we're behind you. Meshach, I've got your back. Abednego, I'm with you. He's never failed me. And he's never going to fail you. Praise God. He's never going to let you down. He's never going to leave you discouraged. He's never going to let you get to the point of burnout. Oh, but I've been burned out. Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Praise God. But if he does, what will we do then? If he does allow me to get to burnout, if he does allow those voices to keep hindering my mind, what do I do then? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men had heard the voice many times that you hear in your life. Give up. You're the only one in the crowd. You're living a lie. You're living a fake myth. You're living something that ain't even real. While we're all doing this, you're doing something crazy. While the entire world and every church out there is doing one thing. Look at the unity of them. And we're the outcast. Those voices come to us on a daily basis. Not because the devil cares about your mind. He don't care about your mind. He wants to destroy you. He wants to separate the church. He wants to divide the church. He wants to hurt the people. He wants to discourage you. He wants you to walk away. That's why pastor prays and God lays on his heart restoration. That's why pastor prays and the Lord lays on his heart time to grow. That's why pastor prays and he says, God, you see these people. God, you see them. What did Moses do? God, don't, don't destroy them. Right. If you're going to destroy them, destroy me too.
what your pastor says in prayer. God of heaven, they're going through hell. I'm not going to let them go alone. I'm going to take off my shoes. I'm going to get down in the muck and the mire and we're going to burn this flame together. We're going to burn until this city is on fire for God. Praise God. Praise God. These men had courage. They had faith. They had fire. Praise God. They were fireproof. You know how to become fireproof from the fires of this world you know how to become fireproof from the voices of the enemy you know how to become fireproof from your past you know how to become fireproof from the voices that discourage you day in and day out telling you never make it you'll never amount to nothing your father was this way therefore you're going to be this way i'm always going to be an alcoholic i'm always going to be an addict you know why because he doesn't want you to see the fire that's burning on the inside you ever get a hold of what god has in store for your life you ever get a vision that lines up with a man of god's vision watch out Palmer, watch out Eagle River, watch out Tugiak, watch out Alaska, watch out Yukon. There's a revival coming at the fire, a wildfire, and it starts in your home. It starts in your heart tonight. It starts in your vision tonight. Praise God. Praise God. I praise God. I'm coming to a close here on this Wednesday evening. I think it would be okay if we started building a fireproof life within our own spirit. If we started building up walls and hedges and protective barriers around our hearts that said, I'm no longer looking back. I'm no longer going to fall for what the enemy is telling me to bow to. I'm no longer going to give in when I'm the only one standing for truth. I'm no longer going to bow to something I've bowed to time and time again. I'm no longer Praise God. I think it'd be okay if you begin to light a fire in your spirit. Oh, start striking the matches. Start putting logs on the fire and watch God burn out the dross in your life. Praise God. Praise God. Fireproof. Fireproof. The only way to be fireproof to those things is to have proof of fire in your life. And the only way to have proof of fire, I don't care what you think about me. It ain't proving to you I've got fire. It's proving right here. I can make it. I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can walk when the enemy says to bow. I can turn when the enemy says to look at me. I don't have to bow any longer, praise God. Do you have proof in your life today? These altars are about to open. And I wonder if somebody would do some self-examining in your life. Start recognizing where the spark needs to be. And start building a fire. Start building a fire. Start building a fire. Or oh, you think every time a person in the wild has to start a fire, you think they give up on the first turn of the... No, sir. No, ma'am. If the spark doesn't come on the first strike, strike it again. If the spark doesn't come on the third strike, strike it again. If the spark doesn't strike on the hundredth time you hit your knees, strike it again, praise God. Burn that fire. Burn that fire, praise God. I wonder if you would stand across the house today and begin to make promises to God and make a commitment to your Savior. God of heaven, I want you to burn in my heart stronger than I've ever burned for the world. Praise God. Praise God. Right now, church, begin to ask God for a spark. Begin to ask God for a flame. God, my world's been dark. My mind has been deceitful. My mind has been going places it shouldn't go. Oh, but God of heaven, burn a fire right now. It will burn out the grossness. It will burn out the sin. It will burn out the problem.
I've got fire. You've got fire. 